Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Graham Alexander. I play for Preston between 1999 and 2007 and then rejoined and played between 2011 and 2012. So I was there for nearly 10 years altogether. Player, coach, captain, uh, caretaker manager. Um, so I fulfilled uh, a lot of jobs at present. Yeah, so we'll start with, obviously, how you got into football. Uh, Came through the academy at Scunthorpe, is that correct? Uh, well, sort of. I, I was um, born and bred in Coventry and I was uh, just playing uh, just local football until the age of 16, trialling at a yeah. few Midlands clubs and never getting anything really and then uh, got um, put forward for a trial at Scunthorpe United, so I travelled up there. And uh, got a shout that they were going to put off me an apprenticeship, so I went straight into the, um, the apprenticeship forms. Uh, I didn't I didn't have an academy as in upbringing as in before sixteen, but yeah, as yeah. soon as I left school, went to Scunthorpe, um, did my apprenticeship there, made my first team debut there, stayed there for seven years until the age of twenty three, played roughly two hundred games, and um, fair whack then. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I, I made my. First team debut at the age of, in, as my first year apprentice in the Freight Rover Trophy or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, must have made a good impression because I didn't play again for about a year and a half. And uh, so, uh, but I was very very young at the time. But then, um, yeah, I made my, f- my league debut. I think I was the age of nineteen. Um, so still pretty young. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think I think at that that stage uh, of football, especially in the fourth division, which Scunthorpe were then. The squads weren't massive. Yeah. You know, you, if you look at team photos from that era, you see now it's like 24, 20, yeah, 25 yeah. pros. Back then it would have been 14, 15. Top. So as a young player, you know if you if you got near the first team, you had a reasonably good chance of, of trying to get in the yeah. first team. So um, you know back then it was only two subs though, so that brought it down. But the squads weren't big. The clubs couldn't afford it. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, there wasn't the money back then, was there? No, there, there wasn't. Was certainly not at that level. You know, it wasn't even on TV that any of the games. So, um, in that sense, possibly a bit fortunate that you know I came through at that time at yeah. that level. Um, but you know, I, I felt I earned my my, uh, my chance in the first team. Um, there was three of us actually came through the youth team yeah. there, who all of us went on to play in the Premier League. Really, me and a lad called Neil Cox who went on to Aston Villa and Richard Hall who went to Southampton so you know from such a small club in the fourth division you know three of the intake of 1988 about nine players end up playing in the Premier League so um, yeah it was pretty uh, good going yeah I think so for a club, club yeah. like Scunthorpe you know and um, Neil Cox was a Scunthorpe local myself and Richard came from miles away Richard was a Norfolk boy and um, but yeah it was, it was a real Probably innocent time in yeah. in football. You know, there wasn't much uh, TV coverage at that level. The money, you know, my mates who were working on building sites were earning more money than me. Yeah. My wife was earning more than me. Or my girlfriend at the, at the time, time, she was working in the furniture shop, were earning more money. So, 
know, it, there wasn't um, the wasn't profile. The, yeah, not the draw that there maybe is these days for no, certainly not. kids. No, certainly not. It was um, it, it was the the game being being yeah. a professional. So, so was that I, always I, something you wanted to do then? It was the only thing I yeah. ever wanted to do. You know, to be honest, I never had any dreams or ambitions to do anything else apart from play football. And you know, you know, you get told all the time when you're a young kid at the school by you know the teachers, you know the the odds are against you, all that sort of thing. But deep down, you think, well, can I be the one? And um, you know, you need a, a bit of break, a bit of a break along the way. You need somebody to believe in you. Yeah. And at the right times in my life, people have believed in me. And um, you know, I was, it was just uh, even though it was a, a small club in the bottom division, it was everything I dreamed of. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a fantastic time at Scunthorpe, and um, you know, I went from. You know, living with mum and dad for 16 years to suddenly being out in the wide world on my own and uh, miles away from home. But, uh, you know, I didn't want anything else about to be be a player. Happy days. Um, so how did the move to Luton from Scunthorpe come about? Um, it, it probably about a year before, you know, I was, I was, I was playing regularly and I was playing well. Yeah. Um, was, the year before I was playing as a right wing back because the seasons up to that I'd always been an apprentice and I was playing right back Yeah. but when I got my first team <clears throat> chance it was a right midfield player mm-hmm. so I was just happy to play so yeah. I got, you know, did that for a couple of years and then um, um, Richard Money who was my f- first youth team manager who actually made, uh, offered me an apprenticeship he went away in the, to Aston Villa and he came back as manager and he changed the system and I, he played me wing back right wing back and um that was when I was reasonably mobile and, and yeah. I wouldn't say quick, but I could, you know, I could get up and down and had a real good season. Scored a few, you know, um, good goals and stuff, and uh, had a few clubs watching Scunthorpe and watching me at the time. Yeah, um, but nothing come of it, um, unfortunately. Um, so were you were aware of interest. Yeah, I, I mean, or? yeah, I was. Um, I, I remember there was one time um, the manager. Me, I was playing really well. I, I, I think I won player of the year at the end of the, the year, but I was playing really well. And the manager pulled me and said, um, Kenny Dalgleish has come to watch you tonight. And Which? me, me, yeah, me being a, a Scotland fan and uh, you know, Liverpool, the biggest team at the, at the time, was me growing up. And yeah, Kenny yeah. Dalgleish was one of the greatest players. We managed at Blackburn at the time, and uh. You've seen what you can do on the ball, all this sort of stuff. He just wants to make sure you can defend. Now, as a young player, I, or as a manager now, I, I'd never do that to a player. Yeah. Um, because I, I was playing well because I was just focused on my football. And um, you don't he, he came to watch. Me. Yeah, he came, he came, he came to watch I, uh, this game, and and I was poor. I, I was trying too hard to show I was a good defender, yeah. not a defender in the right sense of being disciplined. I was trying to make big tackles and all yeah. this sort of thing. Kept missing Focusing on this more thing. on yeah. impressing Kenny than yeah. actually playing. Yeah, yeah. and um, and nothing come of it. And uh, you know it was a bit of a and and rightly so. You know, um, but um, you know it was at the time when I think Blackburn were picking up some uh, other players from uh, you know the lower leagues. I think yeah. I remember them signing Alan Wright. I think um, uh, a fullback and, and a few others. And uh, you know it, it could have been me, but it wasn't. And uh, Went another year, stay, staying at Scunthorpe, and then um, I did pre-season, and right out of the blue, uh, Dave Moore, who was 
my youth team coach, then he was our physio, then he was assistant manager, then he was a manager. Um, he's actually a physio at Grimsby now, and yeah. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, but he pulled me in one day and he said, um, Luton have come in for you, They've uh, we've agreed a fee with them. Um, I think you should go down and speak to them, this might be your opportunity to further your career. So, yeah. so were they... What they they were in the championship at the right, time, yeah. Luton, and um, <coughs> so yeah, I uh, I was nervous and excited, you know, because it was probably the right time for me to leave school. Yeah. You know, I was twenty three, had been there seven seasons, and um, I needed to see the bigger picture and, and try and go up the leagues. And uh, so travelled down to, to Luton, and um, yeah, signed on the day, and uh, didn't have an agent at the time, so um, I rang a PFA to see if they could accompany me down yeah. and. That's how it came about, and um, yeah, got it done. It was quite quite simple. You know, I wasn't on much money at Scunthorpe, and I wasn't on much more money when I went to Luton. Yeah. So, but it was a chance to play two levels up and show um, what you were made yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, sort of see a different club, a different world. Cool. Um, so, how long were you at Luton for then? In the end, I was there for uh, I think it was just under four years. Um, went there in the championship. Yeah, it was it. It was a club in, I wouldn't say transition, but it was struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, they, there was a lot of good players there um, who'd uh, had a fantastic cup run the year before, people like John Hartz and uh, Scott Oakes, Kerry Hughes, people like that, and a couple of old, experienced players, Mitchell Thomas, who played, obviously, in the Premier League, Trevor yeah. Peak, who was a hero of mine, being a Comanche boy, and, yeah. you know, he was part of the famous cup-winning team. So, um, and... Uh, but it didn't have. There was no money um, at the club, and and it struggled away from home the season before. I hadn't won an away game, um, so they just stayed up. I, th- I think reasonably comfortably on their home record the yeah. season before. But it started off as a struggle. Uh, so right, the summer that I joined, it, it was David Pleat that first started watching me the season before. But then the, in the summer he left, right, and uh, and. Uh, a fella called Terry Wesley Sequoia who'd been the youth team manager yeah and um, so he still still signed me so I was buzzing with that but he, f- he found it difficult to um, I didn't think he got the respect from the players yeah, that were already yeah. there you know these big senior players coming from being coming the from team. the youth team into that and um, <coughs> it was it, you know I was fresh out of the fourth division and everything trying to establish myself and it was a the first six months up to Christmas was really difficult yeah. and, and we were in trouble, you know, and um, unfortunately Terry lost his job and then Lenny Lawrence came in and, uh, you know, sort of ex- vastly experienced manager, tried to turn the tide, stem the tide, but, you know, it weren't to be and we ended up going down on that, on that first, uh, right. that first, after that first season there for me. So, bit of a, you know, it was a, I probably well, played about 30 games or... I was in and out of the team. Yeah. Um, certainly early on, I begin to I began to establish myself towards the end of the season, um, but unfortunately we got relegated and a few players moved on. Yeah, um, you know who looking to get money for, um, but then then the next ambition was to try and get out of League One and we gave it a, a right good go the first uh, year down. I think we we finished in the playoffs, um, and and we'd been right up there all season. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, we got beaten in, in the playoffs, and and after that, really, the following two seasons were were a struggle, really. And um, yeah, it was it was a difficult time. I was I was in my mid twenties. I sort of lost a little bit of my mojo, to be honest, yeah, because yeah. Um, it became don't like to say, but a bit of a grind. And yeah, I a bit tedious. I, yeah. I just I just didn't see any 
potential of progression. improvement and progression yeah. there. And, and you know, uh, it was a. I look back now and I don't recognise myself from that time. You know, yeah. because it was. Um, I probably wasn't giving them my best. Probably thought I was at the time, but looking back now, I certainly wasn't. Yeah. So obviously, then nine nine nine. You ended up signing for North End over Burnley. Yeah. Was there serious interest from Burnley, or was it yeah. always just? No, no, no. I met the manager, and it was it started in that previous summer where I spoke to Lenny Lawrence, and I was at, I had another year on my contract, yeah. and they wanted to tie me down to another contract, and I, I just said, look, I've, I've been in the lower leagues. I'm 26, and I've been in the lower leagues for seven, eight years. Mm. Apart from that one season in championship, and <coughs> I feel I've got the potential and the abilities to to play higher, but yeah. I don't think anyone's going to buy me. I think I'm going to have to let my contract run out and then move on and, and see if someone takes me on. And Bosman, Bosman, and the, the ruling hadn't been around yeah, that long, yeah. so um, I'd made my mind up to do that. And to be fair to Luton, yeah, we we actually had a, and plus I said to him, I said um, I'm playing right midfield and I'm, I'm not going to play higher, playing up. Position, I know yeah. I, I can do a good job there at this level, but to play high, I, I, I need to play it right back. That's yeah. my position underneath my skin. That's what I feel is my best attributes. And and to be fair to Lenny, he, he was superb. He, he wanted the best out of me for the team, and, yeah. and um, he started playing me at right back. And uh, they offered me a couple of contracts through the year. Um, from a football perspective, uh, I was hundred percent determined to to go on free, but from a a husband perspective yeah you know I was married then I had a two year old son my wife was pregnant with twins you know probably had about 2p in the bank and yeah. um, it was difficult to turn those contracts down yeah um, but to be fair I had great support from my missus to say you know this this is your career you get one go at it and yeah you know and, and Lenny was brilliant with me as well gave me good advice along the way he understood where I was coming from it wasn't about anything else but Improving my football yeah. career, and um, so anyway, I got, it got to about back then. There was no transfer windows; it was the old deadline day, yeah. three weeks or well, last Thursday in March or something. Third Thursday in March, and uh, about three or four days before that deadline, I played a game, and then one of my teammates, a lad called Jerry Harrison, pulled me said, "Oh no, a couple of clubs are interested in you." And I was oh, okay, and he said, "Preston, North End, and Burnley." And I was at, at the time I was actually disappointed because they were in the same division as Luton. Yeah. And actually, all I was trying to do was get to the championship at least. So I was like, <coughs> oh. and um, but they both they both offered money to Luton, and Luton really struggling at the time. Yeah. yeah. Really struggling, and they actually went into administration not too far right. long after that. And um, so anyway, I, David Moyes, I spoke to David Moyes, and he asked to meet me, so he, he drove down to to meet me. Can't remember where, but I think it was the services or hotel on on the motorway. Had a good chat with him. Um, different from other chats I've had with managers yeah. when, when you know they they tell you about what you're good at and what where they see you playing. And different it, in a good way or a bad way. It, it was it was <coughs> different as in absolutely perfect for what I needed to hear at that right, moment yeah, for, yeah. for the reasons I wanted to leave Luton and and improve my career. He was. Look, you're not very good at this. Uh, I think I can get you fit. I think you can. I think you're a little bit lazy and you're defending in one by ones. You know this, that, the other. Yeah. And, and it obviously just seen what I could be, seen what I need to do to improve. Yeah. And I, and I thought this this is what I need. And um, but out of courtesy, I went. I went. I, I came up to Preston a couple of days later. Yeah. And Burnley had contacted me 
in then because I had a real good mate, Steve Davis, who joined Luton at the same time as me. And we lived together for a little bit and then he had gone to Burnley two months previous. And he rang me saying, look, you know, Stan Turner wants you at Burnley as yeah. well and all this lot. So, <clears throat> so I went to, to Burnley on the same day, came up to Preston, spoke to them and then went drove across the, oh, the, the, the way, yeah, yeah, 65 to, to, um, to meet Stan and, and um, went, went there, spoke to him. And uh, at the time, you know, and to be fair, Burnley offered me more money. They offered Luton more money. Mm. Um, and to be fair to Lenny Lawrence, when I spoke to him, because I was, you know, I, was, I wanted, wanted to, you know, he'd been really good for me and I'd been good for him and yeah. I trusted him. And he, he said, look, for the reasons you're going, you're leaving. Preston's the club for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where you should go. Preston was second at the time in League One as well. Right. Burnley were, I think, in the bottom four, bottom three. Right. So it was a it was a chance to join the club that could be in the championship <coughs> in three months' time, or join the club who could be in League Two. League Two, yeah. And it, you know, from that perspective, it was a no brainer. But um, so obviously getting yeah. on so well with Lenny mm. was him saying Northend was the right club for you. What you wanted to hear just to sort of back your decision up a, li- a little bit, a little bit because um, at the time I'd only I'd had an agent, but I'd only had him for a couple of months, so yeah. I didn't really trust him or yeah, you know, yeah, trust yeah. his word. And um, I didn't really have other people I could really turn to, to to actually give me that sort of advice. And Lenny had been a manager for 20 years or something and was fantastic with me that year. So he he knew where I was coming from. He knew I wanted to just improve my, my football yeah. status and everything. So he, he just said, look, and I had to keep it between himself because it actually meant less money for Luton. Yeah. Um, but he th- I think he saw, even though I was leaving, that I put every ounce into my football for yeah. him and everything and, uh, and respected he, yeah and I think he paid it back <clears> to me by giving me sound advice but you know deep down I knew anyway you know yeah. I mean, it, it was the meeting with David Moyes really that I was like this is what I need I need somebody to really grip me and and, and improve me yeah. really you know I, mean? I, I, I knew I needed to improve but I weren't sure where yeah. you know I didn't know what I had right to I didn't know what I had to do to get to the next level yeah you know um and I thought David Moyes would would help me do that. Obviously, came in. I think was that first season, as we mentioned before, was when we came up. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I came in in March. Um, there was nine, I think, nine or ten games left, and, and <coughs> Preston were, were second at the time in League One, flying. You know, I think it was, I think it was David Moyes' second season or or first full season. Yeah, and um, and. Uh, you know, I came. I think my first game was against Northampton at home at Deepdale, and that I joined on the Thursday, I think, and um, I didn't know what was going to hit me on the Saturday, to be honest, because yeah. the atmosphere at Deepdale was amazing. You know, it, it was it was brilliant. You know, the club was really rocking at the time, and uh, but the tempo of the game was ridiculously high. Yeah, you know, the, the the aggression that we played with, the pressing, the just the everything that was required to play at North End at the time. I, you know, I was, I was breathing out of my ass after sixty minutes. Yeah. I really was. You know what I mean? I, and I, I just remember I've said it before. I was, I'm hands on my knees, uh, throwing, like getting a second breath. And Michael Jackson was next to me, just saying, "You better get used to this, lad. This is how we play." You know. And I just, I remember it so clear. And I was like, you know. And then I realised how much I'd had to improve just yeah. to, even though Preston at the same level as Luton, they weren't. They were same league level, but they weren't. They were, they were miles ahead. Yeah. You know, in, in, how they played and the training and everything. So um, it was just, uh, and uh, but unfortunately, we just, I don't know if it was me coming in, but uh, 
we hit the buffers a little bit and we didn't win many of the, the last few games and we actually ended up finishing fifth. But we'd lost the momentum that yeah. it had been going and uh, we went into the playoffs <coughs> against Gillingham. Got, uh, drew the first game at home, uh, 1-1, uh, which was a bad result for us really because we went 1-0 up and we gave a poor goal away and it went into the second leg and they, they scored after 30 seconds or yeah, something like that. And, and told numerous times. Yeah, and it was like flipping out. And, and Gillingham were one of the most difficult teams to, to score and beat, beat really at the time. Yeah, and, and so it proved we didn't... We had a couple of little chances, but nothing, and we just peed out. And anyway, we we got beat. Um, and I remember the, at the time, you know, because I could have gone to Burnley as well. And I remember Stan Turner saying when I rang him and said, "Look, I'm going to join Preston." He said, "Well, I think you made the wrong decision. Preston won't go up, and and Burnley won't go down." And he, he pretty much hit the nail on the head. <laughs> to be honest, we didn't go up, and and Burnley didn't go down, but. Um, yeah, we came. We came back. We didn't really change much of the squad. And I think we brought in a couple of players. Rob Edwards joined the club, mm-hmm. who became a, a real good, close mate of mine. He lived two doors away from me, and you know we filled the, the fullback spots. And um, and then we just hit the ground running. You know, uh, you know, in the first game next season, Oldham away. I think it was, and we were a formidable team. I so, what, what, how did Moisey get you up for that? coming season then obviously off the back of the playoff defeat or was it just a case of it, it, do you know what we didn't really I can't I, so I've played a lot of football since then but I yeah. can't really remember any standout speeches or this idea. I think we just used the pain of it to to just, go to just be more determined than, yeah. than before and I, so I keeping think, the core of the squad yeah, yeah help, definitely, definitely and I think the, 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 the team had got used to winning um, I think we still have loads to prove yeah. you know, a lot of Individually, myself, you know, I, I felt like I'd made the right decision, but it hadn't worked out. So I had a point to prove to yeah. myself that this was the right move, yeah, you know, yeah. to to get to the championship. And I think there was several players in that squad that were in a similar boat, and um, we just hit the ground running really. And, and it was it was the way we trained, the way pre season was the really tough. Everything there was no talk of anything else but winning every week yeah. and. And that, that everything was set up to do that, and we had a, a determined group of players who had been together f- for a reasonable time, uh, led by unstoppable force in David Moyes, who yeah. just wouldn't let anything step in our way. So obviously, ended up coming up that season. Um, we won the league. Mm. Yeah. Did you all have a big? Big party afterwards. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It was a, different days, though, weren't it back then? It was, but the, the first to me, <coughs> you know, I was twenty-seven, I think, when we went up. Not even being twenty-eight, and it was the first time I'd won anything yeah. in a game. You know, as a team, and it, it was just and and the games and the crowd and and it was just like it, it was the big time for me. Yeah, it was at that stage in my career. That was the big time for yeah. me because we were playing in front of full crowds. You know, ripping into teams. You know, training in. So intensely, but but being looked after in the right way by the club as well, yeah. it, it was just a brilliant time. And I just felt yeah, this is what, so like, this is what I was chasing. You yeah. know, even it weren't at the level of what you know championship, but this is what I was chasing. This yeah. type of club, this type of environment. Did you ring Stan and, back and? Uh, no, no, no. Because we had, <laughs> well, we actually played. We, we obviously played each other that year, and um, I think the first game ended in nil nil. But then we went over to Earth more later in the season, beat them three nil, and. Um, 
you know, listen, I, I don't <laughs> go for this, you know, I'm told you, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, football it always comes around. Yeah, and everything goes yeah, full so, circle. So I don't go for that, but I just, and, and then, to be fair, Burnley went up that year as well. well. They, yeah. fin- they, they finished second behind yeah. us, so, you know, it, to be fair to Stan, did a great job at Burnley, you know, yeah. and it, it sort of started a little rivalry, rivalry between, yeah. I know there's a famous old rivalry, but for those few years, we came up together and, and fought with each other, but, um, but it was it was a brilliant time at the club, and um, I, you know, I think uh, me and Jacko played with the ever presence, played every single game. The, yeah. cha- the team didn't change that much, to be honest. You know, you had to you had to play very very well to stay in it, yeah. And then you had to do even better to try and get in it. Yeah. You know? So it was it was really like that the environment, but um, brilliant time. We had we had a great team spirit, great lads, and um, yeah, we we celebrated really well. You know, we I think. It was a weird one because we we went up at Cambridge away. Yeah. We got beat. I got took off, and I, I was horrible if I got took off. Right? And um, so as in, you were horrible going back up. No, just, not just way coming, coming off the pitch, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, feelings of the manager <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. off and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm sitting there on the bench, and we, we we're desperate to try and win to to get some points. But anyway, we get beat, and um, then all of a sudden we start hearing reports that we've. All the results have gone for us, and and we've actually gone up. We've gone up as champions, you yeah. know, on the back of a defeat. You know, with two games to go. Weird feeling. Yeah, we, weird, but only for about five seconds, and then that's it. Bang! It's out the window, and you're celebrating. Yeah. It was it was brilliant. Going back, going on to that pitch, I was just like, yeah, you, know, you you know, when you're a professional and you're seeing, you know, you get to the end of the season and you see other clubs celebrating, and, that, yeah. and it always stings. It always hurts. You know what I mean? Because you always want it to be you. Yeah. You know, you want to be part of those times, and then that was the first time it ever happened to me. And I just, it was just amazing. And I remember it was actually, even though it was away from home in Cambridge, and we, you know, Cambridge is a small, small ground, and but we had a, a packed way, and then we're jumping up in front of the support, spraying champagne, everything, which you know, first time I'd experienced. And then, but what I remember is like the the bus journey home yeah. was was amazing because it was just the the team and the squad yeah. and the staff. We stopped off at a, a pub, you know. 10 miles down the road some country pub and sort of took up that over for an hour and just got the beers on then we came back to deep down I think we I think the fans were waiting for us at deep down and then we went out in the town right, and yeah. it was just you know what I mean it was a, a time where I just find everything you is, thought yeah this, this is, is what I wanted this is why I wanted to I, I needed to put myself out there yeah. and this is what I worked so hard for and this is you know where I made that decision and I was so it sort of validated that decision you know two years previous to Turn down contracts and put a bit of risk, but it's what last chance. Out. It was the last chance saloon because I thought if I sign again at Preston, it'll be a two three year contract. I'll be nearly thirty. People don't really get sold at thirty, you know. Yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. played above the lower league, so I just I had to do it, and um, it worked. <laughs> it worked out brilliantly, and and, and um, I absolutely loved playing that team. It was it was just everyone like minded, knew exactly what we were doing, yeah. and we were fearless. You know, I think we. I think we went to every team that finished in the playoffs, the, the five opponents. I think we beat them all away from home without actually yeah. seeing a goal. You know, I think we were that sort of team. I don't, I don't Just think we lost them. Yeah, I don't think we lost an away game until January. But yeah, you know what I mean. So we were, uh, you know, we could score goals. We had great strikers, Johnny Mack and scoring for yeah. fun. And, but we kept clean sheets. And, <clears throat> Just a brilliant time, absolutely amazing time, and um, you know I feel so fortunate to to have been so, part of that yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. So then the next season was um, the one that culminated in the defeat at Cardiff. Yes, it? yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, we didn't really have many players that summer. Either, no, I was going to say that was my 
my sort of first proper memory mm. of bits of that sort of season. Right. Um, yeah. I obviously went to Cardiff as well. Um, but yeah, I don't remember there being much change. No, there wasn't. I think um, we might have brought Steve Robinson in, I think, from Bournemouth. Um, I don't know if Dave, Dave Healy joined us midway through or, or that summer, I'm not sure. But there was uh, it, it was generally the, the same players. Yeah. And, um, same sort of thing as well. Yeah, and and we just, there was no talk, right, we've got to do this differently or we've got to do that. We just kind of just attack, we attack the division, do what we do. That, that was basically what it was. And... Um, we started well, first game season, I think it was Grimsby away, we won. And it just gave us the confidence. There was a lot of players in that that team that, or squad who hadn't played at the Championship. Yeah, I yeah. only had 30 games and a bit part player. Yeah. I felt like an established player in the team that I went, went up with. And um, we we just went into it fearless again and, yeah. and um, had a brilliant season. Uh, you know, Obviously culminating in, in, in heartbreak really, but you know we... When you look at it, you know we were newly promoted, not much championship experience, and we finished fourth, I think, behind Blackburn, Bolton, and Fulham. Yeah. Who all three of them stayed in the Premier League for about ten years on oh, yeah. which is unheard of. Now mm. you know there's always a difficulty staying up, but yeah. that was the level of opposition we were up against. And uh, you know we had a great season. I think um, I got injured through it halfway through it. I think for I remember I broke my ribs and punching my lung around Boxing Day. So I missed, I think, six or seven weeks, which was the first time I'd missed any games yeah. at, at North End. And, yeah, it's, that's one sort of overriding memory I have of your time at North End is that you barely missed any games. No, I was, I was, um, I was, I was always, I was fortunate not picking up major injuries. I mean, yeah. that was probably the most major one I had, but it, it wasn't an injury that would affect me football-wise later yeah. on. You know, it was, it was a punctured lung yeah, they yeah. heal. It weren't like a knee ligament injury or ankle or something. Yeah. So I was quite fortunate there. And um, and, and I did everything I could to try and not be injured. Yeah. I didn't like, look after myself before, train hard. But sometimes you're born with uh, can't, resilience. Can't, can't yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I was, yeah, and, and others <clears throat> can struggle. So I, I missed a few, few games, uh, but came back into the team and... And uh, yeah, we finished in the playoffs, and obviously, we we um, we came up against Birmingham in the in the, in the semi-finals. <laughs> I was just yeah, say about that. And that was um, that was an experience in itself. You know, we we got beat one nil down there. Real tough game. I mean, it was. I mean, it was a grind. We had to fight just to lose one nil. Yeah, know, it was. They uh, had quite a few decent chances. Yeah, yeah, they? they did. They did. They, it was. Um, it was a real difficult game. You know, it was. And we were like, you know. This is tough, and to to get out of it one nil, we were actually yeah, we'll take that, yeah, we'll yeah. take that back the deep Quite down. Happy with that. Yeah, we were, and we took it back the deep down, and um, scored a great goal early on. Dave Healy, um, fantastic finish, and then they they scored. Yeah, I think it was Jeff Horsfield. Yeah, um, and then we get a penalty. You know, I, you know, been penalty taker. You know, the previous two seasons, not missed one. Yeah, um, and of course I go and miss one. So. Uh, yeah, how, how did you feel stepping up to that like, you know, I, I, pressure, or was it just yeah, this is, I, the, the, it's got to be done? Or? Yeah, the pressure were on all the penalties, to be honest. And and um, but that one, obviously, it's a playoff, and you know, and and we have we have to score to stay in the in the yeah. tie, you know. And um, I hit the bar, and um, honestly, for the next five minutes, I, I was blank. I was just I was, my focus had gone away from the game. My focus yeah. was just on what have I done? You know, I, I've let everybody down. This at the other. I remember Dave Lucas just 
like I think they had a corner and he could see it in me like he gave me a bollocking really and yeah, yeah. get your head into gear like get back so, into it. Um, so we kept plugging away I remember that I mean the equal uh, the, the goal that Rank scored at the end yeah, I, I, I remember at the time because I've, I've seen it a few times and uh, I think we were going for it it was near the end and I gambled on a tackle missed it and Stan Lazaridis went through went round Dave Lucas and from a narrow angle tried to put it in the in the goal and it's and you keep thinking it's going to be a goal and it just goes all the way along the goal line out the other yeah. side and Rob Edwards who, who one of the best mate the, the most laid back man you'll ever see and he just picks up the ball and jogs up the pitch with it like and we no thinking, urgency no it weren't like get it out of your feet and launch it it was yeah, like yeah. just jog out st- stroll out of it and he, he passed it into Griggs in midfield and he passed it I think Johnny Mack and Dave Healy had a bit of great movement and that it was if a really well worked goal and then yeah. um I think it was uh, I think I think it was Dave or yeah it was Dave that had the shot, keep saves it, ranks, knocks it in from three yards and he never, was, he never uh, scored, did he? Nah, well do you know what he always made real good runs into the box but he weren't known for his, yeah, his goal scoring yeah. feats, you know, but he absolutely saved my life like, uh, and I was the first one to him. Yeah. And that's all I was screaming at Dan's ear, you've saved my life, saved my <laughs> life because um, you because know, I just thought, oh, no, I can't you know Everyone relied on me to, you know, because I had a great record yeah. at that time, you know, to to, to go and do it, and uh, and I didn't. You say at that time, it's not really a record that got worse as your career went. <laughs> no, 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 possibly not. But you know, it was, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a big one, and um, so ranks, you know, fortunately did that, and then we had a few chances after that. You yeah. know, I think an extra time and everything. Obviously, went to penalties. Um, big who at the end, you know, because we didn't have talent, and then yeah. that had been taken down, so. The, the uh, secure office saying the penalties have to be up the other end where the it's the, the only end where a stand yeah, really yeah. And, but it was obviously a north end stand and Joe Francis kicking off and Francis take his tee I think he had a nightmare really doing that because yeah. I think he unsettled his whole team so, I mean you can it's, you know I think all acts go you know they, they're, they're always judged by the end result yeah. you know so things but I, I definitely thought that the delay would have been and ultimately it was definitely going to be at one end where, well, the, yeah. where the stand was so, I don't think he needed to do it. Um, so anyway, but we were to be fair, we were just there trying to stay calm in the halfway line. I mean, he was threatening. Wait, well, I think he did take his team off the pitch and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so we go. To, you know, we we come in and the gaffer Dave Moyes, right? Penalties, Greza number one. Yep. You know, and there was no doubt. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the, the the reality hit me as soon as the final whistle went. I've got to take another penalty. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but you know what? It was brilliant because it gave me the instant. I had no time to dwell on missing the penalty. Yeah, yeah. I had an instant chance to go and put it right. So you didn't give it any thought stepping up for that second uh, one. No, not not, not any to, thought as to doing it. No. Where am I going to go? Am I going to go the same no, well, way? Or I, you know, I'd, I'd, usually if if I took a second penalty, I, I would I would change what I was doing. I'd probably yeah. belt it down the middle. But a little bit of me was well. I missed that penalty that I practiced, but I know I can take that penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the one I practiced, so I'm going to stick, stick some practice. And, you know, it was virtually identical apart from it went a few inches below. Yeah. So that for me was, you know, a validation straight away to bang on, you know, prove that I can overcome that. Because my, my my first ever season was Scunthorpe. I missed a penalty in the playoff final. Right. In, in, yeah, in yeah, a penalty yeah. shootout. And it cost Scunthorpe promotion. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, oh my God, it's happening again. You know, all the penalties in between, I've scored, and then two playoffs. And um, so then, I, yeah, I'll go up and score, so massive relief. 
yeah. of, of me and um, and then to be fair I think uh, Dave Healy was up next and Dave was always trying to get the penalties off me yeah, so yeah. I knew he'd have a good you know, yeah I knew he'd, he'd take a, a a nice penalty Griggs came up next and it took the took the net off it was he, he had a, he took a penalty like he tackled it yeah. was all in yeah it was it was brilliant all or nothing. we didn't have a clue what he was going to do yeah. and he just turned and leathered it and it was like <laughs> if if ever there was a one moment that epitomized Griggs it was that it was that it, it was that it was a brilliant penalty and um and then my mate Rob steps up and you know and I, I'm buzzing I'm going oh yeah Rob's going to score the winning penalty we're going to have a good beer and all this like and Unfortunately, he, the, the keeper saved it, yeah. and it goes to the last one. Then Paul McKenna steps up, you know, local local lad, and quite young at the time. Um, yeah, he'd just broken through, hadn't he? It, I think he'd been in there a couple of years, but he was in it. But he was a yeah, he was <clears throat> established himself, and I was a, yeah. as a as a proper senior player at North End. And um, see it now, he's on a couple of skips and messing with his top and his sleeves so you know you see it now the footage and you can tell that there's a few nerves in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in his uh, thing but he took a lovely penalty in the bottom corner and that was it bang the, the whole place everything exploded uh, you know the pitch invasion you know uh, and everything it was just uh, amazing it was an amazing night amazing uh, atmosphere and everything to go through but you know I, I do look back now and you know how we went into the final and everything I think we possibly I wouldn't say he overdid it, but I thought that almost became our final. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think Luke's sort of alluded to the same sort of thing. Yeah, um, I mean he he couldn't speak any more highly of Moisey than he yeah. did. Yeah, in terms of the prep. Yeah, because he said I think had Birmingham been in the cup final the season before. Yeah, yeah, uh, that season. It was that in, season, yeah, right? The yeah, Carling yeah. Cup or something against and Liverpool. Yeah. Apparently, Moisey pulled him in and said, "If it goes to penalties." Mm. These people are going to take the penalties and yeah. they're going to go this way. Yeah. And Luke said, he said, my one probably disappointment is that I didn't actually save more penalties. But yeah. I think he was quite proud in saying that he went the right way for all of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, he saved the first one and I think the second one hit hit the post, but it looked like he saved it because yeah. he did go the right way. And we thought he actually did save yeah. it, but only on TV later on. But we didn't know the gaffer had done that with, with Luke's. Yeah. You know, he, did, he didn't make it... a like no one thing. A, a team thing. He must have just pulled Luke's on his own and said, yeah. "Boom, boom, this, that, the other." So we're all, we're all going. Luke's is amazing, brilliant. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't know until a few days after that the, the gaffer had he told him, "You're going to dive this way. You're going to dive that way." Yeah. But you still need to make the saves, and I, and I think because he saved the first one, put the pressure on the second one, and it built Game like confidence. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it definitely played a part. But that was the sort of um, prep and and game planning that we were used to under, yeah. under the gaffer you know that that was it he was um, meticulous in, in how we went about things and and that just summed it that time up really yeah. so um, but yeah I, th- I think looking at it you know by the time we got to the final probably we were emotionally spent yeah um, and we came up against a real experienced streetwise team some in the they yeah they, you know, we, that was some of our first Seasons in the championship, well, and was, they had internationals, say, and you know, it's, it's disappointing. Obviously, looking back, that we didn't win, mm. but as you've mentioned, that's that was largely the same team that came up from League One, yeah, to the championship, yeah. got to the playoff final, got yeah. to within nine minutes of the Brem, yeah, for the, for the most part, maybe one or two changes, yeah. yeah. So even to do that, yeah, in itself is like I think I think the only if I, if I think about the playoff team. 
I'm sure like Dave Healy's probably the only one that wasn't with us in League One. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was. I'm sure everyone else that played in those playoffs were were with us in the, in in League One. Which like, I think that just goes to show how how far sort of um, team bonding, team spirit. Yeah, definitely. Can take you. Yeah, definitely. You know, we we, um, we were. We knew each other's game. We knew what the manager wanted from us day yeah. in day out. It was, it, it was a machine. Uh, that's what we felt like. Yeah, you know, we well, felt well, like well. A, yeah, we felt like a machine. And um, but you know, I mean, three nil flattered them. Yeah. You know, it was one nil until the last five minutes, and we were just overcommitted and going for it. We had a couple of sniffs of a goal that could have gave us a lifeline, but. Yeah. They saw the game out as a vastly experienced team. Yeah, Should you could see that. You, you know, when I look back at it, and but it was devastating. Still, it was still devastating because we were used to winning, we were used to success, and and um, you know, I'd have been twenty eight, twenty nine. You know, you know, chances to get in the Premier League don't come along that often, and yeah. um, it was it was devastating. Devastating. I remember, I remember walking around the pitch and feeling sorry for ourselves and that but then I saw my family up in the stand and I, I, I burst out crying to be honest to yeah. myself and I had to put my head down because I didn't want people to see it but <laughs> you know I, that's when the yeah. emotion hit me you know because you know that was it and um, but you know after, as well at the time sorry young family as well at the yeah, time yeah 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 me um, you know my, my, my daughters my twin daughters and my son and everyone was down there you know my wife and my, my mum and dad and everything and yeah, uh, yeah it was um, it was it uh, was a precursor to a lot of heart, uh, playoff heartbreak at, at North End, to be honest. Yeah. And um, you know, I'd had so that was the end of my third season or my second full season. But I'd already been in play, three playoffs, you yeah. know, one semi final and lost. Uh, sorry, three promotion pushes, one semi final, lost one league one, and then a, a playoff final. And yeah. um, you know, it was eventful. Um, but um, yeah, we. It, I must say it was devastating not going up because you know we, we had high hopes and it'd been great to get a double promotion in yeah, two yeah. years. But uh, you know it, it wasn't to be. But um, you know to be fair, we went back to the hotel because I remember we we st- stayed down in the hotel and for the first half hour it was like a morgue really. You know what I mean? But then I think the gaffer started getting around a few people and in the end, you know, two hours later we're on a sing song and we 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 having a few beers yeah. and we're just. Celebrating almost celebrating what we've done over the last two and a half years really yeah. but you know um you know it still hurts a little bit because you know it, you know eventually we all move on the left and we never made that final step into yeah. the Premier League with Preston the season obviously that Moisey ended up leaving going into that season again did you all just sort of feel this is just a continuation of what we've been doing go for it again yeah pretty much it was yeah because you know if we if we Go back my first season. Obviously, we failed in the playoffs. Yeah. Then won the league. We failed in the playoffs. That's what we're talking about, right? We're going to get automatic promotion. That's what yeah. we're going for. And, and go for the for the next one. Up. There was never any like talking about anything else but winning. Yeah. And successful. You know that was it, and uh, everything was geared up for that. That's all we we wanted to do every day. The, the gaffer instilled that sort of environment. Yeah. That mentality. The effing was so competitive and. You had to improve every day. You had to improve just to stay there and to yeah. stay in the team. So, you know the the environment that he created. You know, I, th- I think I think there's two things as a pl- player that changes a player, and, and and I needed to change. And and one is something major happens in you, in your career that you yeah. just take stock, or you go into an environment where you're forced to change, or mm-hmm. you don't survive. 
and I think the second one for me was the the key to me changing. I think the environment I came into, I looked around and thought, oh, I'm going to have to improve. <laughs> I'm going to have to get fit. I'm going to have to get more professional. Yeah. I'm going to have to be the, 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 the best I can be. Yeah. Or eventually someone else will come in. And take your place. Yeah, that, that's how I felt. And, uh, and the gaffer was, well, I mean, he was on top of me, uh, as he was with a lot of players. Yeah. But... You know, he was every bit as thorough with me as he said he would be, and, and probably ten times more than what I actually thought. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I did think it would be. You know, I'd never had a manager like that, right. or a coach that was so intense every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, and wouldn't let you drop an inch in in what you you give. And, so, um, did you go in maybe thinking like there's, it's going to be maybe one or two levels above, but not quite where it was? Yeah, I, ju- I just, yeah, I just, I just felt. Um, I felt I was good enough to play now and be, yeah. and, and he was just gonna, I know, polish me up a little bit. Yeah, but he polished me up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but I took a lot of polishing. So yeah, you know, I, you know, because I, I'll be honest. At times, I think I was a pain in the ass for for the gaffer. Yeah, as in how responsive I was mm-hmm. to things because I felt I was a good player. I felt I was maxing out. It's only when I went look back and and how he changed me and, and improved me that I realised that I was. I wasn't. I was seventy percent at what I could. Yeah. Um, but it, it took a it took a while for it to get through my thick skull. That he was actually trying to help me. Yeah. And trying to get me better, and not just on my back. Um, when it eventually the penny did drop, then I, I became a much better player again because I accepted everything that he said and and just went with it. But you know, I, I'm sure there was times where he, I don't know if he nearly gave up on me, but felt like probably giving up on me yeah, because yeah. he's getting. You know, nothing's going into his head. Yeah, you know, he's not dropping. So. Yeah, and and um, and I would argue my case if you know. Cause we always had that analysis on on Monday. Yeah, and and it was it was quite thorough, and it was um, direct. And he said, "You should have been here. You should have done this." You and and no hiding I, places. Yeah, you know, no, and 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 I, and I would defend myself sometimes, and you know, what I mean, sometimes rightly so I felt. Yeah, other, others I was probably just picking an argument. Yeah, you know, what I mean, and really. It, it was stupid because I went there to to improve as a player, and, yeah. and this manager was certainly improving me as a player. So, and the environment was, you know, I looked around at other players and thinking what, what they're doing to to prepare to train, yeah. how they put it in. People like Michael Jackson, Lee Carroll, all these lads, they're, they're miles better pros than me. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I just, you know, and I had to take it from everything. But that was it. And over the years, that's just the norm. But it starts with. A few players, and then more buy into it. And yeah, then and it you know, all the weak ones or the ones who didn't want to do it go away, and you're just left with the hard nucleus. Yeah, and that's what we were at that time. And um, so we went into that next league, next division, thinking, yeah, we're going to do the same. And I, I didn't think we were as good as we were the, the year previous the, the previous year. Um, but I felt there was a lot of speculation around a few of our players, you know what I mean? and Starting to be noticed. Yeah, I, th- I think so, and that can be distracting. Yeah. Be, I, th- I think the, the gaffer had got a, um, a lot of attention around him as well. I don't think it distracted him from the job, but I think we possibly were thinking, is he going to stay, is he going to yeah. go, and all that sort of thing. So when it came around, you know, because you know, we'd heard the rumours before about other clubs, yeah. and then it came around, oh, uh, oh, the gaffer might be going to Everton, not good. and it was I think it was about eight or nine games to go and you go nah he's, he's not no, good. he's March you know what I mean we ran the playoffs again this that the other yeah and um, and uh, but he did and um, 
you know, and, and I remember he came in and he, he spoke to us all. So he, he did come in and speak to you? Yeah, he did, yeah, he did, he did, and he, he brought in like, a bottle of champagne each and stuff like that, mm. but I'll be honest, I didn't feel, feel like celebrating much, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. but it, he just wanted a gesture to us and... and um, to show his appreciation yeah, for but, what you'd all done. Yeah, definitely, but... Um, remember him, him speaking to me because he'd been pushing me to get into the Scotland squad at, at the time Craig Brown's the manager and yeah. um, you know I was, I was I think I was 30 at the time and um, and, he said, and he said to me he said look I'm, I know I'm leaving he pulled me to the side and he said I know I'm leaving but I'm still going to push you for the Scotland squad and yeah. was, I think Duncan Ferguson weren't playing for Scotland at the time right and he was at Everton and I think Bertie Vokes wanted to meet him with David Moyes about trying to push. discuss Duncan Ferguson back in and the gaffer said he was going to push me right. again, so I was brilliant. Um, and then a month later, also I made my debut for Scotland. So yeah, yeah. you know, even even that, he was still believing yeah. in me, even though he weren't uh, the club. my manager. So um, yeah, so and and to be honest, we, I think we Callum O'Hanlon, who was number two, took over for the last eight games, tried to keep the the ball rolling really. And yeah. I think I, I'll be honest, I can't even remember the results, but I know we didn't finish in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and uh, a big chunk of what we'd done and what we believed in sort of filtered away, yeah. I felt. You know what I mean? I really did. But, you know, we brought, uh, the, the club brought Craig Brown in. You know, and we were like, now, you know, international manager. You know what I mean? Um, knows the game, everything like that. So we actually, well, actually, we, we still got a good, good chance. Yeah. Of it, we? You know, we, we've got to show that we're a strong club, we're a strong squad. And to be fair to to the gaff, to Craig, he, he brought in a lot of good players as well. But um, we just couldn't recreate the, the success that we had before. I think it's one Craig's time at North End again. I was sort of coming to the end of primary school, so yeah. still a bit. I've got some memories, but yeah. not maybe as many as perhaps no. you do. But no. I think looking back and reading stuff from back then and what people say now about it. I think a lot of people say that one of the things he was good at and maybe the club should have tried differently was putting him upstairs because he had an eye for a player. Yeah, he did. He brought yeah, in he some good players. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that didn't happen. Um, well, I think I think, I think I think Craig came in as the manager, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I never spoke to him about it, but he, he brought in, obviously, uh, he brought in Billy, uh, Billy Ace yeah. as, as his coach. Um, Callum stayed for a little bit as number two, but it was a little bit weird yeah, to be honest yeah. a little bit different because I think obviously Billy was Craig's man and, and, Cal- and Cal- 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 sort of been between you know, yeah, yeah. so it was a bit bit difficult I felt for the whole situation but you know we when I talk about we were a machine how we played we never changed really we were 4-4-2 yeah. boom 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 every week and then Craig came in he had other ideas he had, he had his ideas from Scotland and mm-hmm. then was three at the back and wing backs and um, had great success with it you know tournaments yeah. and everything so so um, you played for Scotland under Craig? No, I didn't. No, no, right. no, 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 no. He, to be fair to Craig, he had a um, he had a, a brilliant squad. Yeah, vastly experienced with loads of players who played in the Premier League for right, years yeah, and all that. Yeah. Lot. So, I hundred percent, I can understand why he didn't pick this thirty-year-old English-born player who had never played in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, why would he when he had people like Christian Daly and yeah. and all those those guys? You know, so. 100% I could see why he didn't but change a manager gave me my opportunity with Scotland because I think a lot of the players retired right. all those experienced players yeah. and, so it was a new squad that was being brought in at Scotland so that gave me my opportunity but 
No, Craig, Craig came in and, you know, uh, to be fair, great guy. Brilliant guy, you know what I mean? His experience, really good way with the players, mm-hmm. with especially the, the experienced players. I thought yeah. he gave us a lot of respect, um, treated us really well. Um, but we did change how we played and how we trained right. you know, from what we'd been used to. And In terms of... Training. The tra- training was, was a lot more. Uh, it, it was it was longer sessions, but not as intense. Right. So it was a lot of tactical work. Yeah. Um, and and talking and meetings where I think before we were probably a really aggressive, um, intense training sessions and and uh, we still had meetings and so forth. But yeah. Probably not as many. Um, but it was just a change of environment, mm-hmm. and um, I think we've changed. It, it's very hard to to sustain. Certain a certain levels. way of playing, yeah, um, with with vast change. I, th- yeah. I think you know it's it's difficult, and um, you know I, I I went from playing right back in a four to a wing back, which I had done earlier in my career. Yeah, and you know I I, th- I think I could have could play that regularly, and you know and, and Craig thought I was perfect for wing back because I liked to attack, but I could defend and I could use the ball. But I felt like my my, my actual time on the ball was very limited. Yeah. You know, uh, in in Mo- Moise's team, uh, me and Rob Edwards got more ball than anybody else. We, were, you know, we we got the play. Everything came for us as fullbacks, and yeah. it was brilliant for for us because we were basically two lads who had played in midfield a lot of our career and moved to fullback. So, but then we went to wing backs, and it was a it was a, not a graveyard shift, but it was up and down without touching yeah, the ball, yeah. and and I felt really frustrated. At, uh, you know, my lack of actual time on the ball. Yeah. Um, but if you're winning, you, you go, listen, we're part of winning, but we, we were sporadic in our wins. We were quite up. Yeah. Lose, draw, win, draw. Ended up, I think yeah. we finished mid-table, didn't yeah, we, that, quite that, comfortably. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we were never in any threat of going down or anything, yeah. but we never really, you know, pushed on. made an impression on the playoffs either, yeah. you know what I mean? And and after what the club had been used to, and certainly that, that's what the players... You know, we needed more than that. Yeah. We wanted more than that, but you know, um, and, and you know, you you can try to put your finger on why it didn't work. Because certainly, Craig brought in some fantastic players. Yeah, vastly experienced and real unknown couple of them as well. You know, they brought in Ricardo, Ricardo and, and Claude, and, and yeah, I think Yule came under. Under Craig, I'm not sure. Was it under Billy? I'm not sure, but I think it was. Uh, we brought in Brian O'Neill and players yeah. like that. You know, a lot. You know, if you look, you know, that squad it was, it was a brilliant Good squad, squad. Brilliant squad. You know, you look back at it and you think there was probably ten or eleven players that went on to play in the Premier League yeah. after that. So, for whatever reason, we probably we probably uh, underperformed. Yeah. Um, as a squad, do you think it was for the club? Do you think it was Craig not being able to get <coughs> it out of you, or do you think it was? More... I, I, do you know what I think? I think it's always. Two things. I yeah. think I think a manager has to take a responsibility of, of how his team plays. I take that responsibility now, yeah. but the players have to be responsive to that yeah, as well. Yeah. So, um, two ways. But I think I think anyone following such a successful manager and such a manager who had an influence on every single part of the club, yeah, and um, you know what I mean, and, and people's lives. You know, I, I he left when I was thirty, and he basically sat on my shoulder in my head for the next ten years anyway. Yeah, David yeah. Moyes. You know what I mean? So that, any, that big of an influence. Yeah. So any, anything. If I ever felt I was like cheating, a, as in being non-professional and stuff, 
I could always hear his voice yeah. in my ear. Do you know what I mean? And his, and his face staring at me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I could. It was yeah. like, and, but that was how much influence he had on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and others, uh, uh, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, so when that person leaves, you know, it's very hard to replace that and, yeah. and, and go again. But unfortunately, it didn't work, it didn't work out um, for Craig in the end. But um, I, my time under him, you know, and, uh, you know, I've spoke to him since and, you know, me and Chris Lake tried to bring him in at Fleetwood when yeah. we were you know just in there as inexperienced coaching managers as yeah. someone to speak to and relate, relate to yeah and, someone uh, with a bit more experience yeah so we wanted to bring him in just as an advisor sort of thing yeah. and uh, but you know he, it didn't work out in the end because he was at Aberdeen but that's the sort of respect I had for him because he was he's a proper football man yeah, like, yeah, a proper yeah. proper bloke and um, if you give him everything it, he'd give you about tenfold and that for me is uh, a, a sign of a a good manager, but unfortunately, sometimes things don't work out. It's just like it goes, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, he brought Billy in as his assistant. Mm. How influential was Billy um, from like the day to day running of things when Craig was still there? Was he was he like a big part of it? Anyway, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it take it take the early part of training, mm-hmm. and um, and he obviously yeah, spoke a lot to the, to the manager and. Uh, he was his assistant. Yeah. Know? So he took he took um, probably fifty percent of the training. Right. Then then Craig would take the the other fifty yeah. percent, and so they they shared the duties really, and um, you know, and uh, but we did notice the difference when Billy took over initially just as caretaker, but when he then eventually yeah, because he only he only had a few games as caretaker. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he? And then the club, yeah. I think, and obviously rightly so, but quickly appointed him as yeah, yeah, as manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it something? That as a squad, you lot were sort of you could see coming, maybe. Um, well, to be fair, I mean, Billy, Billy said straight away to us, "Like, I don't want a job. I'm going I'm to follow Craig, but it's my duty to, to look after the team for a few games this yeah. year." Um, but I think we, I think we got a couple of good results. I think um, he went back to a back four, you know, four four two basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a similar. It was close to what we did and had under David Moyes as you could possibly get. Yeah, we had a. A manager who was um, straight with you, who was wanted intensity, was mm-hmm. aggressive. Um, you knew where you stood with him yeah. on the pitch. You knew exactly what was required of you. Yeah. So, I, th- I think maybe the the people upstairs saw that and thought, "Let's go with it." And, yeah. um, and that's what it was like for the next you know two years. It was it was exactly that. It was intense. It was aggressive. It was clear to everyone how we wanted to play yeah. and um, won a lot of games going like that and uh, I think he had the benefit of the squad that Craig had put together allied to the, the remnants of the, the was David Moyes squad yeah. and it was a talented squad and yeah. I, and I, but I think Billy um, got as much out of it as, 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 as we could without taking that, that last step in those two yeah. two playoffs um, Matt Hill when I've spoken to him and I'm almost certain Sergi said it in his episode that Billy was very much about that team ethic mm. and team bonding, bringing you all together mm. as one. And and I think both of them alluded to a few bus stops and a few scraps. Mm. Not scraps, maybe I don't know. Mm. Um, but both amongst one another. And when you're playing like opposition teams, Matt 
did a written interview with Matt on the website. Um, he's actually agreed to come on the podcast now. Yeah, uh, it's taken six months. Ago, <laughs> he's finally done it. Um, but in the written interview, he said, "I think there was a couple of games where there was bust ups in the tunnel with opposition teams." In, yeah, and he said that was just such a big thing that Billy had fostered amongst the squad was mm. that if you come in for one of us, it's it's yeah. all of us or yeah. nothing sort of yeah. thing. No, well, it was like it, and. You know, it was, um, yeah, I can remember a couple. I remember a good one at West Ham that was. I think that's what Matt yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah. as yeah. well. I think, um, I think Sedgy had been chirping away at uh, Marlon Harewood during the yeah. game. <laughs> and, and Sedgy had a way of getting under people's skin. So, because um, <laughs> he, he, he had quite a sharp tongue and quite funny with it and could be very sarcastic. Yeah. So, I think he said something to Marlon Harewood and I don't think he was happy. And we beat them. And um, as we're coming off the, ton- uh, off, off the pitch, Marlon Head was there waiting at the start of the tunnel so Sergi being the, the big brave line that he is starts doing the moonwalk back into the team group and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and to be fair but it, it was good but you know one of our leaders was the first one in the tunnel and it, it just went bang and that was it uh, yeah and it was everyone bang and uh, it was yeah it was, it was a little bit old school because I hadn't seen it for a few years and it was probably one of the last ones I've seen but um but that's how it was it, yeah. it was like that and, and it was fostered on the training pitch and it yeah. was everything together and aggressive you know we used to have these possession sessions um, and I used to call it murder ball we were, right, <laughs> we were ready for murder ball because we were so intense in our pressing that and Billy made us like that you know, you yeah. had no second thought that was go straight into someone's face bang and if you took more than two touches in training you were basically up in the air yeah, because someone was having a bang, yeah. and, and the games actually became easier than training because no one played against us in that with that intensity. Yeah, and and it made you a better player because you just moved the ball really quickly. Yeah, you know, and if you and if you could play, if you had a good touch and a good quick brain, you know, which you had to have. If you didn't, then your shins were full of bruises yeah. and bumps because you got booted. And uh, and we took that into games, and I, I felt the opposition found it extremely hard to play against us. And I think um, was it the season when we got to the final against West Ham? I think we'd only lost like five games or something. That yeah, probably, yeah, I, I and, can well believe that. And I, I mentioned it again with Chris when I was chatting with him. the The record that we had under the lights on a Tuesday night mm. under Billy, yeah, was just phenomenal for like yeah. two seasons. Yeah, and like. Me as a kid, I used to love night games anyway. Yeah, because it meant all I players could stay up like uh, <laughs> yeah. all that sort of all stuff. All players, Pro- yeah, yeah. I we can, we, we feel better physically. Yeah, you know what I mean. For some reason, I don't know if it's the long day or whatever, but you feel like you can run all night. Yeah, you know the the atmosphere is always great. There's a bit of dew on the pitch, and yeah, I, I don't think it was just on the Billy that record at deep down. No, I think it Honestly, started before. Yeah. and carried on a bit after. Yeah, well. well, I can't remember. You know, I played eight years. My first spell, and I can't remember losing many midweek games at no, all. There wasn't, if wasn't lost many, at many all. but yeah, it was. It was just. Um, it, it was like that. It, it was. A, it was a great atmosphere, and and part of the team was everyone knew exactly, what, and it was forwards, yeah. front, getting to people. This at the other, and just training the was exactly the same, and um, and it fostered that aggressive spirit, mentality, yeah, mentality yeah. that. Um, and he was good at it, Billy. You know, he, he was. Um, Listen, I, I had my bus up to Billy because I, I, I always, yeah. I always had an uneasy feeling that he was trying to squeeze me out of either the team or the club. Right. I, I, just, I don't listen. You have to ask Billy if you speak to him yourself. But I just, um, I don't know if he felt I could play at the intensity that he, he wanted, wanted from his team. Yeah. You know, and we had 
you know, young, fit fullbacks as in Matt Hill and Tyrone Mears. Yeah. That um, he probably envisaged being this is the pace and aggression of yeah. one. Um and uh and it rests me now and then when, when I when I played for Scotland, when I come back, um, which had never happened to me before. Yeah. And I just always felt it was just and then I remember one season I think I played half the season at left back because Tyrone was in the team. Um I think Hilly might have got injured or, or something and I got moved across because I could use my left foot yeah, reasonably yeah. well so I played left back and Ty played right back so um, but I didn't mind because I wanted to play so yeah. but underneath I always felt uh, you know, I'm not your cup of tea and, almost like he's got an agenda if you yeah like. not, not an agenda I, th- I think he just I think he just wanted a, a younger more aggressive I, I don't know I don't know listen I, I it could have been in my yeah. paranoid imagination. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know, when when you get into your thirties, you know, and everyone's talking about young players and yeah, yeah. the next big thing and this that the other, you, you start going, "Well, I know I'm not the next young thing." I suppose when you've been at a club as long as you had yeah. at North End, yeah. obviously your family are settled in the area. You, the last thing you're going to want is, "Am I going to be kicked out? Where am I going to end up playing?" Well, it, it was not kicked out. No, no, it, it was more than that. I loved playing for Preston. Yeah, so it was. You know, I had no problem. Having a move because you know if if I move, I go with my family. You know, yeah. like, I love playing for Preston. It, you know, it was everything that I wanted it to be. And mm. I, you know, I've been there for a few years. I felt established. I, I felt, and, and I felt like I, I was desperate to help Preston get into Premier League. Yeah, that was the one. You know, what I mean, I wanted to be part of that team. Yeah, yeah. Preston to Premier League, and um, so there was no, and I fought like hell to stay. It brought out the best of me. You know, what I mean, I. Yeah. I I turned into a bit of an, an animal training-wise and a, a machine because I felt that he, I was under pressure yeah. to, to with my team spot and everything like that. So I, I was, um, I was, it was almost like a competition between me and my head and the manager. Yeah, that you're not getting out. Listen, I could be completely wrong here. You know I mean? Well, yeah, obviously. You know I, mean? I could be, but and he maybe just you can't change how you feel felt he, at the time. He, yeah, but he you? might have made one of make me feel like that. If he did, to, to get the best out of me, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but you know that that was the impression I got. I, I remember confronting him once and, and saying it because I'd, I'd heard from another club that I was available. Right. Um, he denied it. Said no. So okay, I took his word for it. Yeah. But, you know that it sort of tied in with a few things. But what I would say is, I loved playing under him. I yeah. loved training under him. Well, you're the really? third person that I've spoken to that's right. played under him. Yeah. And you're the third person that's also said that. Yeah. yeah. Hilly said it, Sedgy said it, yeah. and obviously now you've said it. Yeah. It, 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 the thing is, right, with players, if you're going to help them win, yeah. they love playing for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and I thought Billy was helping us win. Yeah. And, and he would help me win and, and, and get to the Premier League. Yeah. And that, and that was it. So, um, you know, that 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 was the. It was a strange one, really, because you know I think he did give us credit as experienced players as well. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I actually remember him using me as an example a lot of the times during training to yeah. other players. So I knew look, players. Look at this old bugger! How he trains and da da da, and this that the other. And and he was doing it as a comment. He was using me as an, an example yeah. for, for players. But <laughs> underneath, I still had this little the thing. And, and honestly, but it could have been me. In yeah, yeah, it was. That was like this, but it was um, it, it was so similar to to the time under David Moyes. It mm-hmm. was it, it was almost carbon copy, like you know, and uh, and obviously we got to the 
play a final yeah. against West Ham. Um, convinced that we were going to beat them because we'd beat them twice in the league. Yeah. We were a much different team to what we were the previous time for you. Loads of experience. Yeah. You know, we'd been there for a few years. I was an international by that time and, and we brought in international players, experienced players. Yeah. So, so just on that mention of being an international, do you actually, going away with a national team, do you learn that much more having come out of the club environment and into the national setup? Or well, well, what it... Yeah, I, th- I think I struggled at first with Scotland, but it was a different game to the championship. Yeah. So you know, sometimes it, for for Preston, we'd be under a bit of pressure. I yeah. just I just get the ball out of my feet, drop one like down into the into the channels. Yeah. Just to win a throw in, this that the other. Just get it up the pitch. You, yeah. You do that internationally. Just turn out, and keep the ball, and, and they've got it for ten minutes. Mm. So I was doing that when I first played for Scotland. Yeah, and people say, "Don't stop giving the ball away." Now in the championship, you get great ball, press up, let's get in behind them. Yeah, it was yeah. a different game. So each time I went away to Scotland, I had to change my mentality yeah, a little bit and then adjust to, to what it was. But then vice versa, as soon as I come back to Preston, that's change again. Yeah, and be a, be so an aggressive mindset. You're so. almost being two different players, and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, felt, I felt like that, you know. And um, but what it gave me was an experience of managing big occasions big yeah. games in my head you know because you know like if I go back to that first player final against uh, Bolton mm-hmm. you know it, it was my second player final but the first one was when I was 19 I only came on as a sub yeah. so that was a massive occasion and I had nothing to fall back on you know I felt like a young kid even though I was 28 Yeah. I felt like a young player Yeah. I, I didn't have any experience of big games really behind me um, by the time I was 34, 35, I had quite a few, you know, mm-hmm. playing international football and so forth, and yeah. playoff games. So I felt like a different player, you know, and, and you do, it's just experience, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you cut off all the rubbish and you focus on the game. Yeah. And that's, I think that was the biggest thing I took from going away with Scotland. Right. You know what I mean? And, and the confidence of being an international player as well. So. I can imagine it gives you quite a bit. Yeah, it, it does. It does. You know, because it's, it's something that you cra- crave and, you, and then you don't think it's ever going to happen. When it does, you, you hang on to it and. Yeah. Um, had a brilliant time there, so. But as well, it must be a boost being being picked from a pool of players, like a small pool of players, mm. to then go and represent mm. like at an international level. Like that yeah. must give you a massive confidence boost. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, playing for Scotland was a dream come true for yeah. me because you know I was a Scotland sport as a kid. Cause, you know, me, me dad was the dominant force in our yeah. house, and he's from Glasgow, and, right. and we were brought up as Scotland supporters, and. Um, uh, you know, I'd said it in an interview when I was about twenty. You know what I mean? But nothing ever came of it. And then it was only when I came to Preston and, and David Moyes opened my eyes up. I said, "We can help you become an international." Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course we can. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I, I was like, "Yeah, all yeah, the best with that one." <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he did. And but then you know, I got there and I, honestly, it was such a thrill. It was something I I got to a point I never thought it'd happen. Yeah. You know, what I mean, never thought it'd happen. And but then, you know. Walking out of Hamden, being from Scotland, the top, um, the, the the national anthem, you know, Flower of Scotland, everything about out. it. it was, I, honestly, I sucked it all up. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Just putting the kit on every time and sitting in the changing rooms at Hamden and then warming up and then seeing my family and seeing my dad up in the stands and my granddad. Made you really proud. Oh, my yeah. God. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I, I absolutely loved it. I, you know, I was so fortunate to get as many caps as I did and play for seven years. Yeah. From the age of thirty, you know. So yeah. um and played some big games and been mm-hmm. part of some big results for Scotland. So that for me is as big as anything I did did in my life and yeah. my career. Yeah, so obviously lost the one 
against West Ham. Mm. Um, Hilly mentioned something about did something happen to a member of Brian O'Neill's family or something like that. Yeah, we we went um, away to Portugal um, before the final because it's a big gap between the semis yeah, and the final. It's like two three weeks. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's it's it, and um, and we went away and then uh, I think the, I think the families were. Were they in the hotel or something like that? Anyway, I think an accident happened and, and something dropped on his son. I think like a speaker or something. Right. Something like that anyway. And, and it was a bit of a drama. It was a drama. It was a worrying time for Brian. And I, I don't think he... Um, I think it was a doubt whether he played the game and that. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. I, I, I I'll be honest, I don't think that played a part in the right. result of the game. Um, but I don't think... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think there was a, a number of things. I don't, I don't know. At the end of the day, it was one goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how, how exactly much did that like. have to do with one goal? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it was that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it, that we got battered, was it? No, no, it wasn't. And um, it was disappointing. I mean, I was disappointed because I, I didn't play. Um, it was a weird one because we played Derby the last game of the season. We played them in, in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, for for once, Billy didn't rest me. <laughs> he rested a couple. Of, I think he rested Bon and 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 Chris Lecay, um and kept me in. Mm-hmm. Which I was buzzing before because I just loved playing. But yeah, I actually yeah. picked up a hamstring injury, which was, you know, I played 44 games that season out of 46 or something. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I think I'd only been suspended or left out once. Anyway, and um, but I, I, it wasn't a major one and it was just a niggle. And I, and I, I got back to good, good fitness. And I actually was trying to push for the first leg, mm-hmm. but the gaffer thought it was too, too early. And, um, and he, he said, no, no, look, we'll, We'll we'll keep you for the second leg. Yeah. Um, need your experience. Yeah. So we won the first game two 0 Yeah. Um, then we went to Derby in the second second game, needing just to not get beat really, and uh, and they did, didn't play me again. And said, no, look, look, all we need is a clean sheet, and we're gonna. Did you confront them about that then, or um, just, we've won, we're through to the final? No, um, no, because. I was led to believe that I was always going to play the next game. Right. So the, the, the first game, yeah, listen, we need you for the second leg. Yeah. Second leg, now look, we need you for the final. Yeah. And then... So you're just putting your focus on that next Yeah, game. yeah, and yeah. just getting... And uh, and then the day before the final, I think it was the day, the day before, I got a phone call from Ned Kelly, number two, I think, to come up see the manager in his, his room. I was rooming with Calum Davison at the time. Yeah. And uh, I said, right, okay, I put the phone down and I went nuts because I knew what it was. Yeah. I knew what it was. You're telling you that you're not Yeah, playing. it was that. And, I, and, and I, was, I was raging. I was raging because, you know, not with not being in the team. I, I, listen, I was always not happy if I didn't play, but the lead up to it, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, being let out. And, and I, know, I know that, yeah, I know, I know the manager's got real tough decisions at any playoff final and I've been through it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I've had to have the same conversation yeah. with a player since being a manager yeah, yeah. for a Wembley final and um, and that was it and I walked in and I think he was ready for World War 3 kicking off you know he, he, he was he was sat there and, and Ned was with him I think and he just told me you know he was going to go with the team that played in the semi-final this that year I said okay and I walked out and that was it yeah, I, don't, I, it, it, I just I just wanted us to win yeah. and I thought I some of the time when I was left out, I would I would have my say because I was thinking of the next game. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to put my case for the next game. Yeah. There wasn't going to be a next game. 
it was going to be a Premier League or not. Oh, and, and that was it. So I just, I just went, right, okay, and, and walked out and that was yeah. it. And, and it probably it probably did good that I, I pretty much knew what he was going to say when I was in my room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two floors down. And I had my five-minute rant to myself yeah, and to Callum in my system and then I came came up. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so anyway, that was it. And then we played in the final and, and obviously we got beat and it was dev- we were all devastated again, you know what I mean? But I, I'd say a little bit more devastated because we actually felt, no, this is our time. This is, this, time this is our it. time. We, we, we are yeah. a better team. We're, think, re- we're ready for the Premier League. I think a lot of the fans <clears throat> felt that as well yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, looking back, I remember coming off the Bolton one and being upset, but I think that was more just <coughs> because I was a young kid. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. have the understanding, but yeah. then obviously the West Ham one. Yeah. I there was people coming from like like my mum and dad's mates that yeah. had never shown an interest in yeah. going on North End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even they're coming in from an outside point of view, like what an unbelievable season yeah. North End have had. Yeah. Like the death. I think everyone just sort of felt that yeah. this is our time and obviously it yeah. wasn't to be. Well, that, that's what football is yeah. sometimes, you know what I mean? And you, you, know, it's, uh, you have to earn it, you have to win and um, you know, that, unfortunately we didn't. And, mm. um, but it was the same again, reset, let's go yeah. again, let's try and get in it, uh, you know, let's try and go for it again the next season. Yeah, because I mean, again that second season really, I don't think he changed too much. Personnel, no, possibly not. I don't think so. I think um, Chris Chris Lachetti left halfway through, I think, or after halfway, yeah, to go to Sheffield United. But um, I can't think of many others that there was a few loans, I think, Marcus Stewart, people like that. But I don't think there was major overhaul. I didn't think he had to, he was a no. brilliant squad anyway because he brought in, uh, he brought in Hilly, obviously, he brought yeah. in, I think he brought in Nuge as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who else? I don't. I think Sedgy. Sedgy, obviously. Um, but I don't Carlo think. Nash. Was, I think. I think yes. would have been a big one. For was him. that not the second season? Uh, he, he was definitely in the second season, but um, did he not play in the first season? I can't I remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sure Nashi was the kid. Yeah, I'm sure. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Actually, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But um, that it's, it, the thing was, Preston was. And still, it is a brilliant club to play for. Mm. So he could attract the right players, yeah. and the right and the right characters. I think what what Preston had a, a brilliant track record of doing was bringing the right characters in. Yeah, proper players, proper men, proper lads. Yeah, because um, that's what the club was. You know, it was a down to earth, hard working, honest club, mm. and still is. Yeah, after that, um, and I think it. Honestly, I always felt like there was there was a certain way you had to behave at Preston. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I felt there I was think, a history and. Uh, uh, I think could, Alex Neal's fostered that at the minute as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was a fans forum last year that I went to, <laughs> and he was saying at the time that if he found a player that he thought was a good player, but it's in, and I'm not quoting this verbatim, I'm not like, but basically yeah. saying if he if he's a knobhead, yeah. Then I'm not going to sign him, yeah. Because um, he was saying I'd rather have someone who's maybe half the player who I can mm. work on, but is the right character. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's fostering uh, or has fostered yeah. that sort of saying. Yeah. Well, I think you see it on the pitch. Yeah, and you see it in the results and everything. And I, and I always felt that's. I think about the the teams I played in at Preston, 
I can't think of many dickheads. Yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? I look at them. Yeah. Man, character. Sedgy said in, well, obviously if you've listened yeah. to his episode, where he said there was the one person that he didn't get on with was Claude Davis. Yeah. And that was, he, but he said that was just from a personal point of view. Yeah. Nothing to do with his yeah. football. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah. Nothing at all. And That's I not bad, that, is it? In what, six, seven out years, of, one out of a squad of, yeah. what, 25, 30 players yeah. every yeah. season, and he yeah. was there for that long if there's only one. Then. Yeah. I, I just think the... Um, if anyone was like that at a previous club, I think pretty much being, being in the squad and, and being around North End yeah. chiseled them down into yeah. being a proper proper professional. You are I, I really do. I, I think the fans are like that, the, the, the people who run the club are like that. And, yeah. and I, th- I think, it, you know, I always felt, certainly when David Moyes left, I always felt like a responsibility to, to carry on the things... That we'd been, brought. yeah, and we'd been brought up to, you know, say brought up. I was, I wasn't an older player, but actually instilled in me. Yeah, oh, this is this is what we do at Preston North End. It this sort is how of became we, like a, an identity. For yeah, the yeah. Club, this, this is how we train. This is how we talk. This is how we, be, we we're not above our station. Yeah, but we know we're good. But we work our nuts off. And yeah, this, and I just felt that it was it was almost like a character of a Preston North End. Yeah, player. yeah. And, I, and and almost felt as an experienced player that. You had to keep that going, yeah. You know, and, and we we had some real good experienced players on, but any young ones coming through, it was like this is no, we don't do that here, mate. This is this is how we behave. Yeah. This is how we train. This is how we play, and and I think that's still been there. behind. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I, th- I think it is still there, and uh, you know, I think um, that that's why I think it's a great club to play for. You know, to come in and you see it, you sort of stripped of any bullshit. Yeah. And you're and you're a player. And that's it. Yeah, that's what. Uh, and that, that's what we had. So, um, yeah, it, it was you know. And then obviously the the second season under Billy, um, we got to play us again. Yeah. And, um, you know, Leeds wasn't it in the set. And by that time, I was also the the captain after after Chris had left. Um, and uh, then again, you go into the you never go into these playoffs thinking. Oh, we're up against it here. Or, or, or I don't always, fancy our chances. Back yourself. But yeah, because you've been winning to get there. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing every team that goes into the playoffs have been winning games. Yeah, they wouldn't get in the playoffs. But we always felt we we always felt that uh, we're better than the opposition yeah. if we do our jobs right. Unfortunately, um, it didn't happen against Leeds in the semi. That was that was a big blow. That not getting to the final that year. Yeah, I think I don't know what it was about that year, but again. Just felt like mm. this is the time again, yeah. and then obviously it, it didn't happen. How did you feel after the first leg when he in the press? I'm sure you can guess what I'm going to say. <laughs> Job when done. He, yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I, I thought a bigger deal was made of that than. than yeah. I, I, I think, it, like I said earlier, I think it always comes back to the next result. Yeah. So you get the next result. If we win that second leg. It's like well, it's nothing. Look yeah. at the confidence Billy was showing in the team. Yeah, yeah. So you could take it that way, but I think Leeds used it better. Yeah. But you know, by I think they used it as a motivation. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I think they had it plastered all over the changing walls. They had a lot of experienced players in there. They had a few ex North Enders. Yeah. Um, Eddie Lewis. Eddie Lewis, Griggs, uh, Richard oh, Creswell. Oh yeah, Griggs was yeah, there as well. Yeah, wasn't yeah. There? yeah, Richard Creswell who was. Yeah. Who was 
still a close mate of mine, and um, and um, I don't know. It's a weird one. I, th- I think um, we did things around the playoffs that we haven't done all season. Yeah, said you sort of said the same yeah, sort of thing. And things it was changed. And it was, and I still to this day, I don't, I don't know why. You know, I do, I do wonder why. You know, was it a tactical moment? Was it something they'd heard that someone knows what we're doing? This, I don't know, but I think it undermined us more than anything else. More you than know, benefit, benefiting could, us. Well, I just, I just felt we were a team that were completely confident and strong-minded yeah. in what we were doing regardless yeah. because we hardly ever changed it was generally 4-4-1-1 away from home yeah. and then 4-4-2 home yeah. and I can't think of any other time it changed I mean, until the playoff semi-final but was it 4-3-3? Oh, do you know what kind of. I, I still try to work out what we yeah, it was. I think it was overloaded with forwards I think very much so you know, and, and listen. I, I know from now, from my last six years' experience, I know how difficult it is to manage, mm-hmm. and how many things go through your mind, and yeah. how many per- permutations go through, and do I change this? Do I stick this? Um, so, it, uh, looking back as a player or as a manager now, you know, it'd be easy to go, "Ah, oh, he did this, and it was stupid, and this, that, the other." But without the in-depth conversation with Billy about why he did certain things, but from a player's perspective, yeah. from my perspective, we were going. What are we doing? Yeah, and, and that was never. Billy used to talk all the time about no grey areas, no grey areas. And that was one. No grey, and, and it was the biggest grey area we had at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, completely wrong time. And um, <clears throat> listen, there's never a, a guarantee of winning. Yeah, but I do believe you have to stick to what you've done to get your success in the first place. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, we got beat, and it was it was a hard one. You know, I think Brett got injured early on. You know, I think we had a couple of players that weren't much fit and played for a while, and um, yeah, and we, and I don't think we ever um, got close to winning the game. To be honest, mm, I think, I think um, if I, again I could be remembering this wrong, but I think up until Brett breaking his leg, we looked okay. I think we'd started all, all right. Yeah, but did he get injured after about seven minutes? Yeah, or seven it was minutes, like so eight, it's not a long nine minutes. Or yeah, something like that, wasn't it? I think I think that you know, this. We, you can never go bang that one moment, that one no, yeah. thing. It's always a, a culmination of things. Yeah. But um, I, I do think we went into that game from the kickoff a little bit of a grey, a, a cloud over it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I, I generally do feel that. And and oh no, listen, if you speak to Billy, you'd have to ask Billy. You know yeah. how he thought about it. But you know what I'd say is over the two years he'd made an awful lot of brilliant decisions yeah. and correct decisions to get us there in the first place. So. You know, it's down to Billy really to to you know um, to explain what why what he did the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, and and it could be a completely perfect. Sometimes you know players have got issues that other yeah. players don't know about, yeah. and only the manager knows about. And he might have to pull him out or do yeah, this. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I ne- you never know. Could, so. could be a million and one different yeah, things, couldn't but, it? But then it but could also just boil down to something as simple as the it could be anything. Thing. It could be anything like that. So that 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 for me was a. I thought it was a missed opportunity because I think we were better than Leeds. Yeah. I, I genuinely thought we were better team Leeds, and but hey, they won the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they won the game. They they went through and. Um, they still didn't get promoted though. No, they didn't. And I, <laughs> and I must admit, I was I was on my coaching license, my first coaching line. And I was with Callum Davison, I was with uh, Danny Dicchio, and we we didn't watch it. The rest of the coaching 
class watched it because yeah. they wanted to make it a project and we said can we not watch it please because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean we feel it should be us it should be us uh, and then when they, and they did they, let, they allowed us to miss it and then <coughs> um, when they come through said they'd been beat 3-0 I, I can't say I wasn't pleased no. even though there was Rich Creswell was one of my best mates yeah, and, and Sean Green and I had a great time playing with Greggs and, and that and, and Eddie and that but there was a lot after it said about what we'd said and this said and I thought do you know what I mean and I didn't I didn't like that you know what I mean yeah. and everyone likes hating Leeds don't they exactly <laughs> so, exactly so it was, you know, it, it was one of them but um, I, I, I do look back and I thought it was a missed opportunity yeah no I think I think it'd be our push to find a North End fan that doesn't agree with you to yeah. be honest yeah. um, so obviously going into that summer was it Again, just going to be a case of, as far as you were all concerned, go again. Well, no, or... do, you, do you know what? I, and I don't know if it goes back to my relationship or, you know, paranoia about Billy and that, but there, there was a lot of talk. And I think at that time he was complaining about a lot of things at present. Yeah. And he was saying a lot in the press. Yeah, and I, mem- I remember a few days after the, the final. We had a, we had a meeting at, at Springfield's, and and Billy gave us our off season program. Said this blah blah blah, and I actually said I can't remember who sat next to me because we went out for for a pint after to 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 the local just to finish off the season. And I said I don't think we'll see Billy again. I actually remember saying that. Right. I yeah. actually I actually felt he, he was. So you, you didn't know anything. It was just a no no yeah, yeah, yeah. no not not just from the 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 things in the press yeah. this that the other. And I don't, don't I, possibly even the the team in the second leg. I don't know. Yeah. I just went just summit. And I, and I said and I said we're not going to see Billy again. And and honestly, it was it a was couple of days. Yeah, later. I was going to say it if, wasn't if, long if that. And um, and I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't I wasn't surprised.